Hi, Pastor Greg here. I'm the pastor of the Jordan Assembly of God Church in Jordan, Montana. I'm very excited to introduce a brand new series, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. Thank you so very much for being a part of this podcast and listening to this. I hope that you enjoy this series. So without further introduction, Jesus the Christ, the Messiah. All right, we're going to start out this morning in my favorite, favorite um, book, the book of John. And John chapter 1 and verse 1, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through Him, and without Him nothing was made that was made. In Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. Let us pray. Lord God, I want to thank you for this day. I want to thank you for this time. I want to thank you, Lord God, that we can come and fellowship with one another. And Lord God, I pray that you may be with us as we study your word and as we worship you. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right, so we are on uh, Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, brand new series. We're in part two, uh, titled From Everlasting to Everlasting. And we're going to be going through um, the chronological order of events and also how each event declares um, the prophecy that Jesus fulfilled and what that all means. Remember last week, you know, prophecy is something that it had to come from God because God is the only one that is the knower of everything. And so it had to be by divine influence. So, all right. So let's go through. If you would like to follow this series, if you want to catch up, or you want to follow the other series that we had prior, you can go to agjordanmt.com. You can listen to it on podcast and on YouTube. So if you would want to check that out, that's awesome. Ever to everlasting, everlasting to everlasting. Jesus is verifiable. The title of this of this sermon, Everlasting to Everlasting, came about from reading just the content of, of what we were going through. And um, John chapter 1, it, and no, I'm not going to read it again, even though I love reading the book of John. Um, probably didn't know that about me, right? Um, and in part two of Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah, um, a little bit of history. When Jesus was walking on the road after he had died and he was walking with a couple people and they didn't know who he was and he was walking along with them, and when their eyes were opened, he shared in Luke 24, verses 25 through 27, he said to them, O foolish ones and slow of heart, to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Ought not the Christ to have suffered these things and to enter into his glory? And beginning at Moses and all the prophets, 
he expounded to them in all the scriptures the things concerning himself. In Deuteronomy 34, 9 through 12, it talks about Moses. If you're wondering where Deuteronomy is, it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And in, and in Deuteronomy 34, verses 9 through 12, Now Joshua the son of Nun was full of the spirit of wisdom, for Moses had laid his hands on him, so the children of Israel heeded him and did as the Lord had commanded Moses. But since then there has not arisen in Israel a prophet like Moses, whom the Lord knew face to face in all the signs and wonders which the Lord sent him to do in the land of Egypt, before Pharaoh, before all his servants, and in all his land, and by all that mighty power, and all the great terror which Moses performed in the sight of all Israel. And this is this is the very, very last piece of, of Moses coming out. Now, if you were in the chronological Bible, you'll find something that you probably would not expect to find, you'll find a Psalms right after that. And the reason for that is because Psalms chapter 90, if I were to ask in general who wrote the book of Psalms, most people are going to say, well, David. It was either for David or by David. But it's actually, the book of Psalms is a collection of, of worship songs. It's kind of like our hymnal down through the ages where it is all collected. And did you know that Psalms 90 is attributed to, believe it or not, Moses? So if we'll turn to Psalms 90... And in Psalms 90, verse 1, Lord, you have been our dwelling place in all generations. Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever you had formed the earth and the world. And remember, Moses was the only prophet that God had revealed the past and the future to. He knew what happened prior, and he knew what was going to happen. Even from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. You turn man to destruction and say, Return, O children of men. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. You carry them away like a flood. They are like a sleep in the morning. They are like grass which grows up. In the morning it flourishes and grows up. In the evening it is cut down and withers. For we have been consumed by your anger, and by your wrath we are terrified. You have set our inequities before you, our secret sins in the light of your countenance. Have you ever gone into the countenance of the Lord and found out things that you really truly probably wanted to keep hidden? but they can't keep hidden in the countenance of God. For all our days have passed away in your wrath. We finish our years like a sigh. 
the days of our lives are 70 years, and if by reason of strength they are 80 years, yet their boast is only labor and sorrow, for it is soon cut off and we fly away. Who knows the power of your anger? For as the fear of you, so is your wrath. So teach us, listen to this, so teach us to number our days. As he's saying, teach us that the times that we have, as short as it is, to number those days. Now, I'm not as old as some, and I'm not as young as some, but I'm going to tell you that at 44 years old, so before you say, oh, you're old, or before you say, you're young, okay, understand that I'm kind of right in the middle between those two right there. At 44 years old, I finally think I'm finally starting to grasp what that even means. And if I could give counsel to the young, I would say, count your days right now and cherish those days right now for what your grandparents and your parents and your great-grandparents, if you have the, the great pleasure of having great-grandparents, are telling you right now. It's very true that the time passes so quickly. Time passes so quickly. So teach us to number our days that we may gain a heart of wisdom. Return, O Lord. Listen to this. This is, yes, by the way, you're not mistaken. You're in the Old Testament. You're not in the New Testament, and you're not in the book of Revelation. Return, O Lord, how long, and have compassion on your servants. O satisfy us early with your mercy, that we may rejoice and be glad all our days. Make us glad according to the days in which you have afflicted us, the years in which we have seen evil. Let your work appear to your servants and your glory to their children, and let the beauty of the Lord our God be upon us, and establish the work of our hands for us. Yes, establish the work of our hands. Now, if you thinking, oh, this is a Psalm of David, it doesn't quite make any sense because David is having a lot of victories going on. But this is actually attributed to Moses. And Moses just coming out of the 40 years in the desert and actually having that time period where he saw a whole generation go away and walking through and having all the doubt flush away where a new generation rose up and actually declared God and believed in God. And that timeline that he actually saw going through. He's basically saying, number your time. But everlasting to everlasting is God. Well, who is going to bring us to everlasting to everlasting? Who is the Messiah? You may have heard it taught that the Messiah is a person that's going to come in and he's going to free people. Well, Jesus did come and he did free people. But man cannot be everlasting to everlasting. Only God can be everlasting to everlasting. A confirmation that Jesus 
the Christ, the Messiah, has to be God. And it has to be the Son of God. Remember, we're going through the prophetic words of prophecy of Jesus going through. We also learn from this chapter, be thankful in the midst of the bad. Don't always count on things going around you that's good, but also don't be down and down and out because you're going through a difficult time. But yet, in the midst of what you're going through, in the midst of your sorrow, I'm not saying don't be sorrowful, I'm just saying that find contentment in the fact that God is going to walk you through. Hang on to him and let you walk it through because it may not look like the way you want it to look. It may not be the answer that you're wanting it to be, but it will be answered. Knowing that we are not establishing our wealth here on this earth, but we are establishing a wealth in heaven to come. If you're like, I want to have a good life right now, you're missing the boat. I want to have everything for me right now. You're missing the point. Do good. Not so other people will do good to you, but do good because it's the right thing to do. Honor and respect one another, not that you're going to get honor and respect, but that it's the right thing to do. What are we always saying in the world? Oh, man, I wish people would learn common courtesy. And that's everywhere. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter if you go to church on Sunday or whether or not you don't go to church on Sunday. People are saying it all the time. I wish there was common courtesy. So be courteous. You want to see change? Look in the mirror. Allow God to change your heart and your life to focus on everlasting. You focus on God, you focus on everlasting. You're not focusing on today, you're focusing on tomorrow. You're focusing on a month from now. And even remember, like a, a, I can't remember if it was last Sunday or the Sunday before, but I want you to start learning how to shoot for 10,000 years from now. Shoot for infinity. And don't stop. Because that's what it is. Can you picture your enemy surrendering unto God and humbling themselves to the point where you actually get to spend the time, you get to spend the time with that person who once was your enemy, but now is your brother and sister in Christ? Everlasting to everlasting. Found where? In Jesus. Prophesied. Thousands of years prior. God has established his hands, has and is accomplishing his word through his chosen people. That is the Jewish people. It is not about us as Gentiles replacing Jewish. It's not about replacing. It's about us working and coming together. Everybody called together as one to work together. 
Everybody has a purpose. Everybody has a goal. If it, We have to be very, very thankful because if it wasn't for God's chosen people, there would be nothing. Why? Because God chose his people to have the blessings come through. That was the promise that he made. It is by that promise and the people that have suffered for so many years and have gone through so many things and Jesus comes and by that whole thing, Jesus brought a blessing to not just the Jewish people, but to also to the whole world. It's about us being grafted together following after God. It's about us being thankful. And here's the thing, in making that statement, I probably have stepped on toes on both sides of that aisle. Because some people are going to say, well, you're, you're replacing. And some people are going to say, well, that's a little bit too much. I don't care. <laughs> I know it's the right thing to do. Because we are all a part of the body of Christ, whether Jew or Gentile. Whether Greek or Hebrew, it doesn't matter. We are all one when we come to the body of Christ through Jesus. We are all one. And it's us respecting and honoring one another and working together. So very, very important. Micah 5, 2 through 5. You want to know where Micah is? It is... Right, and it's in the book of the uh, book of the prophets. In Micah five, two through five. But you, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, Though you are little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel whose goings forth are from of old, from everlasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be, listen to this, peace. When the Assyrian comes into our land, and when he treads in our palaces, then we will raise against him seven shepherds and eight princely men. And, he, and this one shall be peace. What do you hear about in now in today's day and age? Peace. The cry for peace, right? Peace in the Middle East. Peace in the Middle East has been a thing going on. I, I think there's every single political leader in the face of the overland planet has been, has been trying to negotiate peace in the Middle East. It's, a, it's, it's so out there. Peace. Jesus brought peace. Jesus was prophesied by God through Moses. How do we know that he is, he is God? Because a man cannot be everlasting to everlasting. Only God is everlasting. 
The Messiah has to be everlasting. That's not a man. The Son of God, the Messiah for all. Jesus is peace. Like, well, how do I find peace in my chaotic life? How do I find peace in the midst of everything going on? How can a person who is in that... Have you ever found... I'm going to make a little switch here. Have you ever found that the person that lives the most chaotic life is the person that doesn't want to live the chaotic life? Ever found that? You look at a person's life and everything is going all around them and they're like, I really don't like chaos. That's... I'm really not, I don't like chaos. It's like, but yet chaos is surrounding them every single where they go. It doesn't really matter. It's always surrounding them. And what I'm saying is, it's not the situation that brings the peace. If I were to encourage a person that does not know Jesus, I would challenge them that to get to know Jesus because Jesus brings a different kind of peace. He doesn't settle the chaos around you. What he does is he settles the chaos in here. Is there peace in the Middle East? Yes, there was peace in the Middle East. There is. It's not the kind of peace that people are looking for. It's the kind of peace that can only be offered by the very Son of God. That peace died on the cross. That peace shed his blood so that we might find a relationship. That's why you get excited about telling the story. Okay? That's why not religion, not denominations, not somebody's opinion. I get excited to tell the story of Jesus and his love. Why? Not because somebody told me to, but because the peace that is in here. That is the greatest testament to the confirmation of the fact that Jesus accomplished the prophecy that was said hundreds of years before he showed up. Thousands of years before he showed up. But Greg, how can I take my life and all it is and find peace. It's getting to know Jesus, the Christ, the Messiah. It's following after Jesus and allowing that to be the fuel that keeps you going from everlasting to everlasting. You want a purpose? It's found in Jesus. You want a joy? It's found in Jesus. You want something to go after? You're like, I always have to be doing something. You know what the most challenging thing I have found? Probably going to find this very funny. You know, the most challenging thing I found? Finding time to pray and read the Bible. Who has actually found that? Oh, I read the Bible every time. Then there's that one morning. You know that morning. 
I'm talking about. You know exactly that morning I'm talking about. Where you wake up late, kids come in screaming, things are all blowing up, dishwasher has totally completely gone kaput, wash machine isn't washing the clothes, you're having to wash clothes in the tub, maybe you've never had to do that, but I have. <laughs> Things go wrong, and all of a sudden, you have gone two weeks, a week, and whatever. I haven't had my Bible reading and prayer. You want something to do? Maintain that focus on God throughout life. Find the peace. Because I tell you, when life hits, you need to have that relationship. When life gets tough, when you have that phone call, when you have the message that you never wanted to hear, when you have the situation that you never wanted to go through, when you have the life flipped over right on its head, it's the peace from everlasting to everlasting that's going to get you through. Let's pray. Lord God, I want to thank you for this day and I want to thank you for this time. I pray, Lord God, that we may just have a wonderful time today. I pray, Lord God, that we may focus on you. I pray, Lord God, that we may honor you. I pray, Lord God, that we may fellowship with one another, that we may encourage one another, that we may have that joy of the Lord You know, it was asked, Lord God, that we learn to pray. I pray, Lord God, that we learn to pray, that we learn to seek you and to seek your will in a situation, not just for what we want, but seek your will in a situation so that we may pray effectually, effectively for the people around us, for the situations around us. And I pray for our leaders. I pray for our governments. I pray for the, the, the people around that we may come together and that we may build one another up and stop tearing one another down. I pray, Lord God, that you may grant peace, that you may grant your wisdom, and that you may grant your presence. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and taking the time. I hope that you enjoyed this series. If you would like to follow this podcast, as well as other podcasts, you may go to agjordanmt.com. I hope you have a wonderful day.